You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Rabbi Mazaria Omer. Kupa, when you've been matmin, uh, the kugel, and you have wrapped it with the material you're allowed to wrap it with, Rabbi Mazaria still said that when you come to get it out on Shabbos, what you should do is, especially if it's in a box, that you should actually tilt the box over and then take the kugel, uh, take the food that's out of the kugel pot and then put it back. But you don't actually lift the kugel pot out of its space, out of its vacuous space. And the Chachamim say you're allowed to. Now, Amr of Abba, Barashi, Everyone says that that vacuous space has clearly uh, been eliminated by your fiddling around with the kugel. And now there's nothing wrapped around it. So as Rashi has told us, that uh, material is muksa. Since that material is muksa, you can't put the stuff back and wrap it again. Shabbos. Shabbos. Is that true? Go back to the Mishnah. You can take it out and put it, put it back. So If that hole is still there, Haguma, the Rabbana are right. What's Rabbana Benazari worried about? Why do you have to tip it on the side and take out just a little bit? Take the whole thing out like a mensch. Hmm. You're talking about that it's the guma is missing. There's no longer a vacuous space. It's just a bunch of a muksa material. You can't put it back and wrap it. It's it's muksa on Shabbos. You have to say the machlokus was where he was able to lift it out, and he's he knows he's going he he's able to lift it out without causing the stuff to fall off. The machlokus was a menazar and the chachamim is. Are we worried? Rabbi Mazari says, if you allow him to do it normally, all the, in most cases, what will be in a case where the, the hole is no longer there, the, the, the cavern, the space is no longer there to, to put the thing in? And the person's going to say, well, I always put it back, and putting it back means wrapping it. So therefore, we always tell him, because of that precaution, Rabbi Mazari says to move it on the side. And, and the Chachamim say no. Chachamim say, we don't have to worry about that. So the Slikusta, as we saw in Rashi, is a type of uh, a, a, a fragrant type of grass. It looks nice, it smells nice, and the people that were wealthy were able to sort of plant it in a secondary pot, and on and that and that kept it, I guess, fresh enough. And then on Shabbos itself, they would lift it up and smell it. So the problem is, is that when you lift it out of that secondary pot, you in, in a way, and you put it back in, you might be overplanting. Uh, it might be considered choresh. Uh, it might be considered bone. It might be other issues of muksa. So in order to make sure that it does stay within the area you want it, similar to what we talked about doing atmana, what do you have to do, Ramona says? Totsa, you have to like stick it in before, shalf, but then take it out, vahadar dotsa, and then do it again a second time. Then you have a decent space that you don't have to worry about uh, about messing up. And now you'll be able to use it on Shabbos, realizing you go, it's an easy in and out. It won't be rubbing. It won't be moving the muksa. It won't be planting. All these are uh, suggestions other shown to make about what the problem is. Be love, but if you don't take these precautions beforehand, Amr Shmuel, similarly, 
even though Shmuel came after, before Avuna, we mentioned him second. Hai Sakina de Bene Urve. What about a knife that you want to keep uh, among the bricks? So once again, it's possible that if you would just uh, if you just leave it there and then take it out on Shabbos, you might be scraping the bricks or something like that. So what's the din? Shofa v'hader dotsa shari. You have to again do it twice in order to have a decent space. Bilav asire, bilav osir. If you don't have the decent space, it's osir. My sutra v'tamer avashi amar. My sutra avashi says you don't need to do that. The truth is, Begurdisa, a very similar case when you have knives that you're putting on the bottom uh, area of a tree where you have some growth material there, where there might be an issue of perhaps being coats there or other types of issues of muksa, you're all, you are allowed to put the knife in there. You don't have to do any sort of preparations from before. Mordechai said to Rav, you know what? Masev, I've got a question even before Ravashi. I've got a question, even this happening before that, Ravashi, I have a question on Shmu and Ravuna. From what? Mason Rav Katina to Yufta. Rav Katina added to Yufta on Rav Huna and Shmuel. It says, "Atomein lefes vitznonos tachas hagefen." If a person is putting uh, radishes or turnips, and he's putting them under the vine tree in order to preserve them or to keep them in decent shape to use uh, for whatever time, either uh, during the week or on Shabbos. So, if some of the the the, the uh, grass of it, the, the, the top of it, the alum, the leaves are, are on top that you could that, that stick out of the ground, that would be okay. As Rashi says, you want to keep it fresh um, and because on Shabbos, we want to make sure there's something there that you don't actually push the earth away. You're able to just lift it out and it's like tilt them in outside if any of the earth gets moved. So, enochoshish. Enochoshish for what? Next off. Lomishum Klayim, or next Omid, Lomishum, or the next stuff, Lomishum Klayim, Lomishum Shvias. The Lomishum Meiser. You don't have to worry about Klayim. You don't have to worry that you've planted Klayim. You don't have to worry about, because it could be, hey, this is, this is a, 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 in a grapevine area. So maybe you're planting Klayim. No, it's not called Klayim. Lomishum Shvias. So even though there might be some growth that occurs, there might be some stuff that starts shooting out of the top of the radish or the turnip. We don't say it's considered really growing. It didn't really take root on the bottom. So it's not like you plant it on Shvias. Lomishum Meiser. And even though there's stuff that grew further, you don't have to take Meiser from the further growth. It did get bigger. You don't take mites from that. You don't have to worry. Benitun b'Shabbos, and you can take it out on Shabbos without doing any of the preparation. Teyufta, that's a teyufta on Rav Huna and Shmuel. Let's say you don't do atmana in the afternoon before on Shabbos afternoon, or as it's becoming night, but you actually want to just take uh, something that you take off of the oven from before Shabbos, and now it's already Shabbos already, and you want to start putting stuff around it, even if you use material lo you can't cover it with any sort of material. This is the second Zayr of Atmodam. Let's say you do cover it before Shabbos, but then it turns out that someone shows you, hey, the thing, the stuff fell off, that's muter v'chasos. So you can go back and put the stuff back because you did attempt to do the right thing from before. So it's not like this is your first chance. So this is, even though it's true, technically the, the stuff was revealed, the stuff was uncovered when Shabbos began, but you are allowed to go and adjust it even though it's now Shabbos. We've been talking about keeping things warm. What about when you want warm things to stay warm? What about when you want to have cold things not become warm? 
That's the next part of the Mishnah. You're able to take cold water, put it in a bottle, put it in a type of container that will, you hope will keep it cold, but you know it's not going to stay too cold because there's still the elements around. It's a warm day. It's a warm climate. So what can you do? No You put it underneath your bed. You put it underneath your, your blankets. And that actually doesn't warm it up because this way it's not exposed to the heat that's outside. You're allowed to do that to keep the thing as, if not cold, but at least cooler so it'll give you some sort of cool, refreshing drink. And that's what the Gemara is going to talk about. This, the Hatamana does not extend to uh, keeping, even though you're doing a similar act, you're doing something on Shabbos and wrapping it and protecting it, but what you're doing is not wrapping it to keep it warm, you're doing it to wrap it to sort of keep it on the cool side. So this is what we have a psak from Shmuel, Mutra Lahat well, it's a nice psaac, but again, unnecessary. That's, that's a question. Amar Yosef, my kamash montanina. The mission already says you can do that. So Rabbi Yosef says, I don't know why my Rebbe Yehuda had to say the name of Shmuel, this big Kiddush. It's in the mission already. There's actually a lot to be learned from that. It's, you needed Shmuel to say that. Why? If it's only from the Mishnah, that's only something like what? Like water. Water is not part of the Hatmana world. Hatmana world is 80% about keeping things warm. You don't have cold water that you try to keep warm. Right? That's not part of the deal. But a kugel, let's say a kugel that this guy likes having cold kugel. People like cold pizza. What's cold kugel? But if it's a type of thing that uh, usually, how is it used? Usually the kugel was part of a process of warming. So I might think that it's even usher to do what? It's usher to, to, to wrap it to keep it cool. Kamash no. Whenever your kavan is going the other direction, not about keeping it warm, but keeping it cooler, the din atman doesn't apply. Even though normally if I would have said I'm doing atman on a kugel, I'd say, oh, you're trying to keep it warm? <laughs> Here, since your direction is going the other way, even though this is the type of food that usually gets through atmana, the isra doesn't apply. That's what Yehuda was saying in the name of Shmuel. Amar Avuna, and again, here's a question whether it's Amar Avuna, Amar Rebbe, Amar Avuna, Amar Rav, or just Amar Avuna. It's a whole question in the, in the Mephorshim. Um, I'm, I'm ready to say it's Huna Amar Rav, possibly Amar Rebbe, um, we'll see. Amar Avuna, Amar Rav, also a Hatman Hmm. Not like what we saw in the name of Shmuel. Right? Not you don't, you're not supposed to be Matman cold things. Matanya, we can see a Brysa later, and it's really in the Mishnah as well, that Rebbe Hitter Wahatman no matter what it is, right? Not just cold water, but anything. You're allowed to do Atmana. Or says, Lekasha. Why? Because even though Ravuna seemed to have had a Mesora from Rav, that it was Osir, and we have this other Mesora from Rebbe, that it's Mutter, through this Rebbe changed his mind. Because he actually, in one time, Paskin that was Osir, meaning it was included in the Xeris Atmana. But then, after he heard from Yishmo Rabbi Yossi, uh, a report of what Yishmo's father, the great Rabbi Yossi Bar Tachlaf, had said, he changed his mind. What was the story? The Yosef Rebbe, Rebbe said, V'yomar, Osir Lahat, Rebbe came and gave Psokim and says, no, it's all part of Atman, it's Osir. Amrafana Rabbi Yishmo, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi is a good friend, he was actually a friend of Rebbe. He said, Abba, my father, Rabbi Yossi Bar Tachlaf, hit the Lahat, he says, you're allowed to do Atmana as far if the direction is cold, no matter what the item is, as we saw in Shmuel. 
Omar, then Rebbe said, you know what? I, I, I rescind my psak. The zokin from the previous door, Rabbi Yossi, I rescind my psak. Rapapa says, you see what the COVID gedolim have for each other. There was an equal and a mutual appreciation. Everybody knew. I mean, Rabbi Yossi was brilliant, but he understood. It was important that they headed the yeshiva, the nasi, the political reader, the one who eventually put down the Teresh Balpeh in the Mishnayis, in the Sanhedrin, was Yehuda Nasi, who was younger than Rebbe. But we know she were Rabbi Yossi Kayim. If Rabbi Yossi had been alive and lived to the time when Rebbe was putting, the Sanhedrin, putting his Sanhedrin and his Mishnayis together, even though he was a very strong-willed person, he would submit the Yoshev of May Rebbe. And he would say, Rebbe, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here like a student. Because we know that Rabbi Shmuel was also similar to his father. When people saw him, they said he's got the grandeur in the brains of his, of his father. And he also sat the cup of the Yoshev Nei Rebbe. He told Rebbe things, but he sat there like a, a student. The Kamar and the Rebbe heard that. He said, you know what? I rescind. And so you see the COVID that they had, this is what Papa saw from this story, and we should remember this, that the, the, the Gedolim have big COVID for each other. And, and, and they're no chazeb ezeb ha'alochem. Omer of Nachman Dora Avdeim, of Nachman told his Ebed Doru, Atman Litzonet. He said, you know what? I got Shabbos, and let's put this thing in there. And they also said, I don't know if it was on Shabbos or at a different time, it says Rashi that it wasn't on Shabbos, it was a different, uh, a, a different time. The Tzonin story was on Shabbos, of, of keeping the cold cool. And the other thing was, I want the, uh, the Armoy cook to warm up water for me. She Haman Nachtom Nachri, the Goy uh, baker, right? Uvachol. And this was a weekday. So these were two different things that Nachman did. Now, on Shabbos, according to Rashi, he told uh, Doru to, to be Matmin, uh, even though it was sort of Hatmana, but it was a cold item that he wanted to keep from getting too hot. And he also said on a weekday, bring me water that was heated by the non-Jewish baker. Shomer Ravami. Ravami heard about these two things that Rav Nachman had told his, his Evid to do, the Ikbid. And he was upset. I'm Rav Yosef, my time Ikbid. Rav Yosef wanted to know, why was it that Ravami raised an objection to Rav Nachman's actions? It seems to me they were fine. Kiravu say Ovid. Rav Nachman acted like his Rebbeim. Now, he wasn't actually a Talmud of Rab and Shmuel, was, was, but he considered them mentally because he was connected to them and considered them as Rebbeim. Chodek Rav, Chodek Shmuel. Rav Nachman, although he was a generation after that, he felt that he lived according to Rab and Shmuel. First of all, let's go to Shmuel. Rav Nachman's father was a, was, was a, was a Dayan uh, by Shmuel, was a Sofer by Shmuel, not a Dayan, but a Sofer by Shmuel. And therefore, we start with Shmuel. And, and, and also the first Psak is Shmuel's Psak. The Yom Rav Yudam Shmuel, Mutzel we know that Shmuel's Psak, as we saw at the very beginning of the, of the sugya, you are allowed to take cold stuff, whatever it is, and you're allowed to, even if it's a kugel, whatever it is, to keep it cooler, you're allowed to do atmana, and it's not part of the Xeris atmana. And he holds like Rav too. The Yomar Rav, Shmuel Bar Rav, a very big important principle when it comes to Bishul Nochri, which you have to be very makbed on, is, it depends. Kosho Nechel Kamoshu Chai. It's true, the guy warmed it, it's now better for you, it's tastier for you, but if you could have eaten it as it was raw, and the same thing is true with water. So why was it that Rav Ami was upset about what Rav Nachman did in such a public way? Rav says, you know why? As Rashi points out, when you're an important person and people see you do something which is a little bit of a kula, people say, oh, he's meiko that way. Sharoa oto shu meiko. Oh, meiko yoser. You're going to think you're going to be meiko even more. 
Let's go on. Even though when it comes to Hatmana, you're not supposed to do Hatmana uh, at all, even though the items that you're using don't generate any larger heat at all. In But if what you want to do is something that's already uh, wrapped and you want to add another layer of wrapping, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, let's say in a case like this, that let's say it's wrapped with uh, with linen. So no sadinim, you're able to take apart the linen that's wrapping it, and while you're doing that, you can put this glufkarin, which is actually thicker than the linen. So even though at the end of the day it has a different wrapping than it had before, it's not considered like it got a new wrap. Or let's say you want to try to, uh, you feel it's going to get too warm. Uh, so for sure, and, and for sure, you can add an extra wrap. What do we say is usher to do? Is you can't wrap up, you can't wrap up the the, the thermos. You can take it from one thermos to another one, even a, 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 right? You can put it from one thermos to another. That's mutter. That's not considered wrapping again. Why? Because obviously going to the second thermos, where let's say it was heated in the first one, is going to cool it off. The whole issue of wrapping is, we're afraid if you're going to wrap stuff, it looks like, uh, and you're going to discover it's cold, uh, we think you're going to lose your head and you're going to start heating it. Because once you're involved with this thing on Shabbos and you're discovering it's cold, Chazal were afraid. You're going to say, I'm trying to keep this warm. Oh no, what can I do? And you're going to come up with all these illegal ways to heat it up. So therefore, we, we want you to stay away from wrapping stuff up on Shabbos. Well, here, obviously, what is the direction of his actions? The directions of his actions are to do what? Is to actually just take it from one uh, thermos to another. The second thermos cools it off. Let's read the words inside. We know that it's actually becoming it's actually becoming cooler. So you should think there's a Havamin, that this is going to lead him to heat stuff up. Okay. So therefore it's mutter. That's why Roshim Gamil says it's all right. Let's say he does Hatmana. And we're talking about doing it on Arab Shabbos. And he, he puts around it a, a, a decent item, an item which is not muksa. He has miyucha. This is what he uses every Shabbos to wrap his kugel in. And he even covers the top of it also, with a type of thing, you know, uh, with something, it's not necessarily a wrapping aspect, but it's something that will at least keep the heat in, but the item that he uses is not as a non-muksa item. Okay? So obviously there's no problem there. There's no muksa here at all. Second case. Aha. The stuff that's wrapped around it is expensive things that's meant to be sold, and he wasn't the them. He just happened to use them because he ran out of time. So the thing that he used around it to keep the to keep the stuff that's surrounding the kugel is something that's muksa. However, he covers it, the top of it, and the kugel is lying right underneath that. That's the pot and the kugel is lying right underneath that. The stuff that's covering the pot is kisa bedavra nitobashavas. Is actually uh, an item that's not muksa. The cover. So in, the, in both of those cases, Hareza noto machzir. It's easy to pick the stuff up because the the, the the direct covering over it is not muksa. You pick the item up and you put it back. Let's say he, the stuff that's around it is muksa. The stuff on top of it is muksa. Or let's say even if the stuff that's around it isn't muksa, but the stuff directly on top of it is a davar she'enon nitol So how are you going to move this thing? 
The only way to move it is, is if some of it, some of the top of the kugel pot is somewhat sticking out, and therefore it's not fully covered. And while you're mitzasa, if some of it is still open, then you could lift it carefully that way. No telumachs, and then you could put it back. But if not, then ain't no no telumachs here. Then you're not allowed to put it back. It's too bad. Because you're in a situation where uh, we can't, we're not going to let you take muksa directly. And you did it incorrectly. You should have been more careful the way you did the atmana. We saw before, uh, we saw this in the Mishnah before, that uh, these uh, wood chips that come from the carpenter, that if they are thin, then if they if you put them around the food, they are able to actually create a greater heat within the food. You can't even do that on Arab Shabbos, for sure not on Shabbos. Uh, you're allowed to actually, uh, this is not called Atmana, you're allowed to put uh, one uh, uh, one thermos on top of another hotter thermos. One uh, lesser hot pot on top of another hot pot. The Avo is, is a mistake, was, as Rashi points out. So you can do all these four things. Why? Just in a minute. Now, if you have the, the opening of the second one or the first one of the, of the bottom one, you can put butt on it. You can put some butt sake to, uh, to sort of uh, uh, keep it warm. But it's not that this, the upper item was cold and you want it to get hot. They're both warm. They're both warm. That's this b'risa. So this says, when hatman is oser, it's even hatman is oser going the opposite direction. However, Rebbe, as we know, eventually, based on what he heard from Rebbe Yossi, hit their lahatman as hatzon. He did allow it. Bein Maraskin, the price goes on, loes ha-sheleg, loes When it comes to snow and hail, you're not supposed to crush it uh, in order to get the liquid out. Rashi says that's called molid. He says it's dummy v'melocha. <laughs> Similar to some sort of melocha, it's probably only oser the Rabbanon. Because it's almost like you create the water that was in the ice, although we know it's frozen. However, what you could do is, if you just want the water to seep out, what you can do is, no sin with hakos, you can take the ice and put it into a, uh, a cup. And what happens then, of course, is, as Rashi says, you put it in a cup of wine during the hot days, and that, of course, causes it to be nemuach me'elov. Um... I'm not sure. Yonatan is asking about Slurpees. Um, I guess if you have Slurpees in your in your freezer, you know, um, you know, <laughs> you're not supposed to crush them, right? You're not supposed to crush them, but you can. Yeah, that's you're right. If you have a like a frozen Slurpee in your freezer, uh, that might be a problem. Okay. Next parak. So there's an Easter, as Rashi points out, it's an Easter, right? It's, it's there a number of times, as there's Adibra, some later in Parshas Mishpatim, that the animals shouldn't do malacha as well. And the same way you're not supposed to carry, if your animal carries, and you're happy with your animal carrying, or if you're actually leading the animal, it's even worse. It might even be called machamer. So your animal is carrying something. It doesn't have to be a backpack. If, it's, if it has something on its body, even though it seems to be wearing it, but it's not necessary, as Rashi says. Well, he says, he says, 
Midi deminter a bebe hey If what it's carrying in some way protects it, so therefore, thematically, it's like clothing that you're wearing, and the clothing is considered uh, uh, is considered fine. But if it's on the animal, it's unnecessary, so that would be considered a mass on Shabbos. So, give me a list. So this is like a rope that goes around its neck. So that this goes around the camel's neck, and that is able to, uh, that's okay, because that is enough that you need. It is a camel. Camels are stubborn, but that's enough. The Naka, though, as we're going to find out in the Gemara, is another camel-like uh, animal, but it's a lot more stubborn, and it needs to have a, 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 a chotem. It has to have a, a drill done in its nose, and then it has a ring put in there. It's heavier, and it's metal, and that's why it has to be leaded, because that's because around its neck, it's not going to be enough. It has to be close to its head and space. That's what works better. Lutfakim, and these are this, we're going to find out that this is these uh, special uh, um, special donkeys that come from Malud. Luv from Libya, Maprumbia, they need to have a bit in their mouth, a bite, they're, they're, they're angry, they need to have that bit in their mouth, and harness on their face. A sus, though, a, a horse, a Bashir, the sus has a, uh, as Rashi points out, uh, what is the shear? Kamo uh, atzada, savav tzavaro, it's like a necklace around its neck. The tabas kavuabo, at the end of the necklace is like a ring. And a rope goes in there. And from there, you're able to pull the animal. And you're allowed to go out on Shabbos leading this animal. And that's why you're allowed to take dogs for walks on Shabbos. There's a paid exactly how you do it. You can't let the leash be too low to the ground. And it has to be somewhat tight. But you are able to take your dogs out on Shabbos. And and if your dog or other animal uh, the, the becomes uh, gets in contact with a dead body or sherets, uh, a dead body in this case, because this is what you need to do to the, the, the animal you don't care is tame, but what it's wearing is a keili, and that becomes tame, and you want to touch it, you don't want to touch something that's tame, so it needs to have a paraduma water on it, so you're allowed to pour the, you're allowed to sprinkle the animal, you don't have to disconnect it from its uh, collar, you're able to pour the, you're able to sprinkle the paraduma water on it. We're not chosher that you're just going to hit the animal and not that, because that would be like a misuse of the paraduma water. We're not chosher for that happening, and we think it's going to land on the collar, and that's good enough. And similarly, afterwards, of course, after the hazor, especially if it, if it, the next step in order to get tahara is that it has to go into the mikvah. Remember, what the animal is wearing is a keli. It became tame, has to go to the mikvah. You can actually be tovel it without taking the animal out. You don't have to actually. Uh, you can. You, you can. You can get the animal in the water. You can dump the animal in the mikvah. And as long as it's loose enough, then the water uh, permeates into uh, the what it's wearing, and that's considered the har of the mikvah. My naka We're talking about these white. Uh, it's like a camel, a drimmel. Rashi says, "Bezimim of the and that's what you do. You drill it, and this way you have this uh, this bit in its nose out of metal. It's heavy, but it works. This is the Libyan donkey." It has the bit of metal in its mouth. Levy, one of these. These things are, 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 it needs a lot more. It needs a lot more control, these donkeys, but seemingly they're strong and they're worthwhile. So Levy wanted some. So Levy sent some money. Levy He sent money to the people in Chuzoi. To buy him Chamra Luba. 
to buy one or many donkeys. And they sent back. They took the money that he had sent, they folded it over, and they put barley leave, barley uh, seeds in it and sent it back to him. What were they trying to tell him? It's not they didn't like him. They said, you don't need it. <laughs> As Rashi says, it would take about a half a year for us to buy the animal and send it to you. BCU eight, so they told him, you know what? Buy a donkey where you are. And you know what? You're right. These Libyan donkeys look like they're big, strong machers. They look like they can do a lot. But you know what? You can even your donkeys where you are in Bavel are also good. And you know what? Feed them barley constantly, and you'll see they'll get good enough. Maybe they're never going to be as big and strong as ours, but it's not worth the trip and the uh, the risk. And that's what we say. Nigri the Chamrasare. Rashi says the Chamor's steps and strength in its steps will all be dependent on the amount of barley it eats. That's that they felt was yeah they did a good job. So once again, you see they they didn't want to just take his money. All right. Next. So the question now was raised. They asked the question in front of Rebbe. We know what we saw in the Mishnah was certain sort of animals, You, you're, it's not considered a masa because the rope is enough. Other animals need more. What about the opposite? In other words, like this. That probably wouldn't be a question. In other words, putting on the wild dremel a, a, a rope around its neck that doesn't really do much, that's not a shy that you can't do that on Shabbos. Why? Even though I meant to obey. It doesn't get watched by it. It doesn't get protected by it. The owner is, is helpless with it. Masu. So what is it? It's a rope. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's a masu. It's, it's carrying it on Shabbos. We're talking about a camel with more than it needs. A camel really can get by with less. Now, let's say you decide to drill a thing in the nose and put the heavy thing there. Would that be all right? My, what's the shayla? Keeping the sagi way by officer. Really, an officer is good enough. The rope around the neck is good enough. So therefore, masa who doing more is considered a masa. Oh, Dilma, the fact is that uh, it, it's actually more why it can be watched better? That's not called a masi. Yeah, you're a nervous Nelly. You want to do more? That's fine. That's not called a masa. You're right. It doesn't need it. But you never know. It definitely does protect it, even though this animal is usually not going to get so wild and it's not so stubborn. So that was the question they had in front of Rebbe. So once again, we know the Tamina Chum were sitting there. One of them was the great Rebbe Shabbat Rabbi Yossi. That's my father said about this uh, when we talked about this idea. He said, There's four animals that we allow them to go out with uh, uh, the officer, with the rope around their neck, sort of like a bridle. You have the horse, the mule, right? The donkey, uh, the camel and the donkey. So what was he trying to say? These four can go out with an officer. Hmm. Is he saying, what's he coming to exclude? What was that statement from dad trying to exclude? 
Maybe that was trying to say that these four with the officer, but the gamo only with the officer. But if you want to do more, it doesn't work. If you want to do more for the gamo, that's too much. I says, well, that's, so that's not a proof, Yishmo, what your father meant. Could be when he made that grand statement, he was trying to say, lo, umute naka ba'avsar. He was trying to say that these four use an officer, but a naka can't, right? Um, because again, this was before the Mishnah was put together, and he just wanted people to know, don't think the naka, you can get away with a bridle. A naka needs more. You're, you, you assume too much from that statement. It would be nice if you could infer something like that, but there's no proof that's what Rabbi Yossi meant, so we don't have a proof that if you do more for an animal, it's considered uh, masli. For Masnisatona, there's a price that says, Luvdikin Vagamel, Yotzin Bavsar. So why? Uh, right? It says that they, right? That what? That proves that the Luvdiki, not like our Mishnah, that the Luvdiki needs uh, more than that. The Luvdiki needs something in its mouth. It needs the uh, bit in its mouth and with the metal. Here it says, the Mishnah says it needs a prumbia. The Bryce says the Luvdiki can get by just with a rope around its neck, which is not like the Mishnah. Okay? Um, Ketanoi. Maybe the question that was the question that couldn't be solved in the time of Rebbe, which was when you do more to the animal that's necessary, when there's more shmira on the animal that's necessary on Shabbos, is that considered haitzah? The animal is not wild enough that it's dictated that it needs to have it. But you're nervous, Nelly, and you put it on, is that considered the animal caring more than it's necessary? Definitely more safe, but it doesn't need to be that safe. So let's take a look. Maybe it's machlokas tanoyim. Let's see how. Bryce says, Ein chaya soger. So soger is also like a collar, but it's a little bit stronger than a collar. Stronger than what you would say the normal dog collar. It's a pretty thick collar. Okay? So a chaya, wild animal, it's not one of a domestic animal or an animal, right? doesn't go out with a soger. Hananya, who's a, basically a tana, later tanya, but a tana, says, Yotze besoger. That a chaya is allowed. In fact, ubechol davar hamishtamer, or any type of thing that protects it. So what's this, Brysa, what's the, what are the parameters of the debate here? But mayaskina. If we're talking, when we say chai, we mean like a, like a big, uh, 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 like a lion or a, a tamed lion or a, or a bear or something like that. Misagile soger? You think the, the, the soger is enough? <laughs> Obviously not. Ela b'chayektana. We're talking about a smaller animal. Rashi says, You're talking about like a, like a, um, like a, um, a huda is a, uh, is a weasel. Right? A weasel or a ferret. Is that what you're talking about? A weasel or a ferret? Um, so, <laughs> a ferret? How can there be a machlokas about that? <laughs> of course, this thick collar is good enough for that. We're talking about a chasul. Aha. A chatul is the type of thing that um, is what we're talking about. It was a pet and exterminator. It was it was both. <laughs> Probably an exterminator more than a pet. <laughs> okay. So that so if that's the if we're talking about a cat, so let's take a look again. 
a, a, a chaya, meaning a cap, can't go out with the thicker uh, collar. Hmm. Nanya says it could go out with a thick collar. Now, obviously, if it would be a ferret, a ferret, it would be ridiculous to have this uh, the, the thick collar on. That's what the Gemara says. If it's a ferret, um, that's what the Gemara says. Um, Milo sagi lo soger. Of course, a soger, right? Milo sagi lo soger. Right? Isn't a soger enough? So, I, and I guess maybe, right? Um, in other words, what's even the issue? I, I think it's the other way. I, I, you know, I'm going to repeat this based on Rashi. The ferret and the um, and the weasel are wild, and therefore, of course, a soger is the right thing for them. A thick collar is, of course, the right thing. So how could they be a machlokas? So we must be talking about an animal that it's more than it needs. It's a cat. Cats like to run and be wild, but not like the mimiyah uh, and the chulda. Not like the not not like that those animals. Aha. Uh-huh. This one is more domesticated. It's more domestic. It doesn't have this running away desire, right, Jonathan? And therefore, we say hmm, maybe it could get by the way it is. Or, or in other words, with a with a thinner rope. The sogare is thicker than a usual collar. That was the shaila. So now here you see you're doing a little bit more than you need. Is that considered caring on Shabbos? And that's what the Gemara says. Tanakam is of Arkiv and the Sagalib Misna Ba'alma. A Misna is good enough. Chevokotan is good enough. You want to do a thicker thing? A bigger rope? A thicker rope? Masayu. That's big. That's a Masayu. Chanim is of Arkonati Rosi Yisarosa. Lomrina Masayu. Amr Shmuel Barachia. Amr Shmuel. Halocha Kechananya. Okay? Halocha actually follows Hananya in this case, and therefore you are allowed uh, to let your cat have this extra stuff. Let me see. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.